podcast and thank you guys all for tuning in man really appreciate every single one of y'all man love and appreciation every day all day uh yeah man it's a tough week in this week's uh you know edition of the podcast it's uh it's not the greatest week in society i'm not gonna say that can't be uh super positive every day every moment but you know that's what we're here for real talk real stuff and um just off the bat i want to go ahead and say uh, rest in peace to chadwick boseman man um you know to me he is not only t'challa but he is jackie robinson he is um he is thurgood marshall he is you know plenty to me he is um the movie five uh the five bloods was a great movie um, plenty of movies and roles that this guy has played and I've seen him, you know, on the B roll stuff that you see people in all the time and you just can't remember the name of the movie. But, you know, in reality I always look at him and he gives his all. He gives he he gave his truth, he gave his authenticity, he encapsulated roles and did his part. But um I just want to start off by saying rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman, man. Um super stuff tough story to hear about him passing away at the age of 43 to cancer um it's just a moment of morality i guess for a lot of people when you see moments like that and uh mortality and um it just you see stuff like that and it just hits you a different way you know we look at stuff like corona we look at stuff like all this stuff and um you know 2020 we asked for it man you know a lot of these things we ask for uh clear sight clear insight man and a lot of times i think we used to look at ourselves like we were invincible creatures and then when you see a society like this with all these high profile names passing everybody pass, you know a lot of people dying due to this virus all these different things going on in this world you know civil unrest and just people getting shot and killed in the streets in our own thing this happens every day all around the world other people are dying from freaking bombs dropping and all this other bullshit wars in other countries you know we were soft here in moments and it's uh it's tough to hear but uh going back to chadwick um you know um it a lot of the people that i've been seeing online have uh you know there's been i've seen some petty arguments about people complaining that they're only talking about uh the black panther role that this man played in and of course he played in plenty of other you know very important roles but you know things that people didn't pay attention to but uh i would say like representation matters and um being there for somebody being a image for a child young child is super important um when you look at a child they're very impressionable and you know things get perceived to them one way and once you see something they really get drawn into it you look at frozen you look at all these things and these kids think they're superheroes with uh snow powers and all this stuff now and that's like the biggest trend but uh in my community in the black community you know you always look at um what it is it's black panther man you know grown-ups adults you know we were out there in dashikis and you know with the kind of forever for the longest time man and um you know it's really just about representation um I remember my first mag, my first uh, comic book. Two, I got two comic books when um, there was a books a million across the street in my neighborhood, near my neighborhood, and um, 
my, I went there with my dad and he gave me like 20 bucks and he said, oh yeah, you know, go get a book. And, um, you know, they were doing a bunch of different stuff at that books a million, like freaking card game, uh, things and like Yu-Gi-Oh things. And, uh, but there was a comic book section. I remember I went over there and I was just looking at certain comics. I didn't really pay attention to comics back then as a kid. I might've been six, seven, eight, something like that. And, um, I saw a black Panther comic book and I saw a, uh, static shock comic book. And both of those ones are the ones I grabbed and they were each like six or seven bucks. And I was able to get something to eat on top of it. But, uh, I just remember getting those two comic books and just resonating with these characters just because they looked like me. They felt like me. They were me. And I read that book over and over and over and over and over page back and forth, back and forth to just to have that understanding. So um, when Black Panther came out, it really was a moment for a lot of other people that I, you know, I'm not even the biggest comic book head. I'm a big comic book fan, but, you know, to see that and how I felt for the role. And just to see how little kids felt about the role. You know, you saw a lot of these kids, even in the passing, you know, you see all these things. Of, they just thinking that, you know, T'Challa passed. It's very, you know, odd and strange in moments. But um, that's who they felt. That's who they had. And they got real res- representation of it. They saw it in a movie. I was so drawn and inept to it on a, on a comic book uh, page. And they got a whole movie, whole Marvel movie in 2019, 2018 with this and um you know and i remember that video of the little kid running around the corner and he's just seeing what kind of what kind of and he just has a little toy and you just see the joy and the happiness and um that matters man that matters on a lot of different levels and um you know people understand that 100 percent everything is everything superman's white batman's white spider-man's white all these people white 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 you know and there's other conversations there and you know you always hear about when they're flipping characters spider-man's you know he's black and he's gay now well this spider in a different universe he's latino and then there's this guy and it's like you know representation matters and i always want new characters new illustrations to be presented but um for ogs like that like static chalk or black panther man you know even if Wakanda is just an imaginary place, uh, you know, a lot of people, I knew a lot of people that checked out their um, African diaspora, if I pronounced that right, um, but their lineage, their history, because, you know, a lot of times you don't know their history. You just come here in this country and we just think, you know, you're African-American, you're African-American. You know, I came up somewhere. I'm not even African-American. I'm Haitian-American. You know what I mean, but everybody comes from somewhere. Even Haitians come from, you know, um, western africa like uh the congo primarily i believe that most of my family's lineage comes from the congo but um a lot of the times you do you need just a certain level of representation and that movie gave so much to a lot of young people in my age group older heads that finally saw something like that uh young kids that just got you know a new look a new idol just plenty kids the amount of black panthers to wear for halloween was just ridiculous but uh, I loved it at the same time. But um, besides that, and, you know, just Chadwick himself, man. Um, it's truly sad to hear about what happened with him. But um, I don't know. Maybe the lesson to take out of it is uh, not only just, you know, what he did as the impact of a character. But, you know, the grit, the grind of 
all those movies that he continued to do. You know, some things were already in post-production at that time, but, you know, you had to have been recording some of those things in that time frame. Um, but just for him to have his strength and his willpower to pursue through all that and um, everything more. But uh, and then for also his circle, just his circle to have respect and to be honorable to him for these past four years and not, you know, expose him in any way for him to be able to, you know, do things on his own agenda, you know, for him to be by his family side to pass away however he passed and um, to relay the message he did. You know, we pull back to the Kobe thing and that just was such a shit show because we don't even know if freaking they heard about it themselves or if they heard about it from TMZ the family, Vanessa and everybody else, but there was times we heard Rick, Rock, Rick Fox was on the plane, there's times we heard all the kids were on the plane, the whole family was on the plane, Gigi Woodgen on the plane, all this shit, you know, it's already hard enough to talk about, but, um, you know, you look at things like that, and it's like, you know, such a shit show, and that's just what America and society is right now, everything's so fast-paced, somebody wants the first message, because somebody wants that next level of clickbait, and, uh, you know, that's not what we're here for, all the time, man, things are real, things are, you know, there's families that are in tune with this, there's people who are just connected to it, man, and it's just, it's not our lives, you know, we, everybody's just waiting for the news article to, just for the shock factor, but, um, for him to get what he wanted to be by his family side, to relay the message he wanted to, and everything that he did, you know, it's super honorable for everybody in this circle to not relay his secret in those four years is honorable um you know for what he did just to be such a powerful role in these times all these other roles he did Thurka Marshall in this time you know he did Jack Robinson way back in the day but he did the five bloods which is a great film to watch you know um just a bunch of different roles in that time frame man and I just appreciate that and applaud him for what he did um I just think the better lesson is, you know, on that thing of just his circle, his community, keeping a secret and allowing him to persevere how he wanted to. But, um, you know, in today, in 2020, for somebody to hold a secret for four years like that, it, it shows the strength of your your community, man. And for whatever they did for him in that time frame, you know, it really just shows. And um, I think that's a lesson to for people to understand, you know, because there's people who will tell your truth for to somebody else for a penny man they have no value in in your own in your own life in your own path and uh i just think it's a moment for people to realize you know maybe i need to look around the people who are in my circle and who's really gonna do right by me and my family now when and then now and in the future um but uh you know it's just a tough thing to hear um but uh there's so many lessons out of this so many because even if you listen to like i can't even listen to all these uh old videos that he had but it it, it, it uh, hits you a certain way when you know somebody's battling with something like that and they're still getting asked to do certain things like these uh like these um commencement speeches at graduations are just uh for award shows and if you just listen to what he says you know there's a different thing that you feel now looking back on especially for something like that like when you know you're diagnosed with cancer it's not like you like almost died and then you get a speech like you're on a consistent battle with this so those words just add so much wisdom 
to them at points where you just ask us how I feel about it when you listen to a couple of those speeches. And just like even when his conversation on the shop, the, the shop just being authentic and not playing into the roles of others and creating your own future and your own perception and not allowing other voices to guide you in the misdirection that you've believed and you've perceived, you know, and not allowing others to manipulate and turn you to what they want, to mold you to what they want is for doing what you please. Um, you know, it's tough, man. This guy always said he wanted to be the next Denzel. And, it, and it's like, even when I go back to what I said on the last week episode about um, understanding your ripple effect, you hear the story about him and Denzel Washington and um, it, it fucking makes you want to cry. Um, you hear this story about this guy, just um, Denzel Washington paying for uh, his uh, tuition or some courses. And he gets a letter saying like, uh, you know, all this semester's classes have been taken care of by beneficiary Denzel Washington. And you hear that he's always wanted to compare himself to being that, you know, you look at generationally, you know, representation, like I said before, what black actors did you have before and which ones were falling into perceptions of a perceived character and which ones were embodying roles and just doing the best that they could. Um, and you know, it's just a ripple effect to understand like Denzel didn't, I don't know if what he was thinking, if he was understanding that what he was doing for all these young kids in the future and it was just the young black kids, but, uh, you know, for Chadwick to be like, I want to be like that. I don't want to be the stereotypical character here and there. I want to show my acting skill to the best ability. And then for Denzel to pay for that, all those things, just being that moment and then falling into an acceptance speech where he thanked him that whole thing is very emotional but um you know in moments like that i always say like that you you got to be someone's superhero man you never know you you we think superheroes are these mythological creatures man it's not you know nobody's gonna until some crazy technological thing and we're all fucking cyborgs you know with robotic limbs and bullshit like that and like i robot we're not gonna have super suits and all that stuff but to be a superhero you're still saving lives man you're still creating impact and change and, re- and like revolution for people and um because a lot of the time people are just stuck in a rut and you never know when you're going to be that person that helps that person to the next phase of their life and the next stage and shed new light new reality new perception and um so you know in times like this like even you know just for courage and in this respect, just you see certain things in certain times, you know, that, that, that was, I think that's going to be the name of the episode, just be someone's superhero because even in his time in and out of the acting role, he was going to children's hospitals with kids with cancer and just being by their side and all these different things that he was doing for others and the role he now perceived for other kids to understand you know, you can always do better. You can always, there's always another way. There's always another truth. And, um, you know, I think this is admirable. I, I, you know, it's 2020, so it's a shitty year, but, uh, it's a year of clarity to me. You know, in the beginning of the year, we, we were all having the, the, the new year's glasses, the 2020 vision, man, 2020 vision and shit. That's what we're getting to points, man. We are getting clarity in its truest form. And uh, just switching to, you know, everything else that's going on in this world, you know. So just want to say, you know, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman again and condolences to his family. 
But, um, you know, in times where we need more people to be authentic and be other people's superheroes, we're dealing with a lot of turmoil in this country, a lot of different bullshit. You know, it's just tough times to go go through. But um, you look at certain things and um, it's like, what do you want to be? You want to be the superhero or you want to be the villain? You know what I mean? And talking about the villain, um, I don't much want to talk about this fucking dickhead. But um, I call him KK Kyle, Kenosha Killer Kyle. And, um, you know, there's shit going on in Wisconsin, man. You know, with everything going on with uh, Jacob Blake and, uh, you know, God protects his soul, you know, even though he's paralyzed in this moment. You know, it's it's moments like that. Like I'd even want to watch the footage of that one of that clip. Um and I actually thought he died when I first heard about the story and then to hear that he was still alive, you know, by God's will, thank God for that. But um, you know, it's just tough. It's tough for those kids to see that it was one of his kids' birthday, all that bullshit. It's just so you know, you, you especially something so close so in a in in that community in itself, you, you gotta I don't want to say you have to have empathy for rioters or anything like that, but per, for protesters and for angst and anger, you know, you're always going to see that. And, you know, you see these videos countless times of, um, of, uh, I just saw the video of this, uh, this white couple that had, he had his baby in the back and he's screaming at the cop and he's like, Oh, you're going to shoot me in front of my baby. He doesn't, of course, you know what I mean? This whole thing, this guy's going in and out of his car a hundred times. And, that's nothing to the cop in that moment because you don't know what that cop is going to do in another moment or the cop that shot him. It's just, it, it's too many layers to try to get that understanding to be like, oh, how come he didn't do it here? How come he did it there? How come, you know, it doesn't work that way because you don't know who that person is. And the other guy was better. Tra- the guy with the white cop could have just been better trained and could be a good cop. Like everybody always wants to say, oh, there's a lot of good cops out there. But, um, you know, I don't know. You just see it sometimes where you just get treated differently. It's just, and then there's just the level of value and, you know, that's just what it is. The level of value. What do you see in us? But, um, and then even when you look at this fucking kid, man, it's just, it, that's what f- pisses me off every day. It's like, you, you hear these stories of people trying to justify what this guy did. There's nothing to fucking justify. This kid didn't live in the state. This kid is underage. This guy was open carrying all this bullshit. You're talking about the mayor, the governor saying these people won't have a good shot if they were past if they weren't out after curfew. Motherfucker, why the fuck was this kid here? All this shit gets on my nerves. I don't even much want to talk about it. This shit messes my mood up. But um, you know, you hear all these things. All oh, this guy was washing out um graffiti before he killed people. What the fuck are you talking about? You know, it, it, it pisses me off. And um, you get to moments where, and then you just, then you also have to get another layered reality when you're like, look at how media, look at how people are perceiving this kid. And then even when you look at Jacob Blake to go, oh, this guy had warrants and he was going in for a knife in the car, blase, blase, not, you know, it was his child's birthday. And I, you know, I don't even know the full story to a hundred percent. I'm blunt with you um, because I don't want to watch every single well, you know, everybody's all in tune with their BLM lifestyles now and all this shit. I've been hearing this shit for years, you know, fucking before Trayvon Martin, all this shit. And I got to deal with this shit every time people are just empathetic to it now. 
So when I say I haven't seen the video yet, it's because I've already watched these videos. I've seen videos like this for years on years on years. So I don't care to see another fucking video right now, I'll tell you the truth. But um, just to hear people try to justify what this kid was doing. And, you know, I, I don't even know the full details, but hearing, I'm pretty sure I heard that he already killed somebody when they went on that big barrage of attacking him at the moment. I don't know what happened with the first one, if it was self-defense, whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. You're not supposed to fucking be there. You're not supposed to be there. You don't live in that state. You're underage. You shouldn't be open carrying. You know, it's just all this bullshit. And then to hear this kid was talking to cops beforehand saying, I'm here to protect you guys. That's not your fucking job. It's their job to protect you. What the fuck are you talking about? And then for them to be able to even stand there and talk to this kid and be like, oh, yeah, man, thanks. Appreciate you. Blase, blase. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I don't know, man. You know, we got to have pride for this country. But, you know, we also got to have uh, empathy and humility and understand that we are all Americans and there are times and it's like I was driving past um out to I'll you know, this is where I have no justification for a, a, a Trump America. Right? Cause I was driving down uh, federal, you know, for people who aren't listening, it's just a road by the beach or from other places. Um this is federal road and um there was just a, a Trump posse, a group of people for Trump next to this mall, um, off of commercial or Oakland, I can't remember. Um, for the people that live in Florida, you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, but, uh, they were just screaming on thing. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do me. You know, I'm pulling my windows out and listening to music and I'm not even in the far right lane. I'm in the middle lane and I just hear a couple of the louds get a little scream, like a little louder and you feel the direction going towards you. And I turn my head and I see people with just so much anger in their face saying, you know, just talking about Trump's America, you know, it, we're going to keep it our way. This weird things. And it's like, you want to say, oh, you know, I only voted for Trump for uh, um, financial reasons. I only, I don't see all the direction he's leading in the, in the coded speech and all this shit. But the, you know, you, until you are in my shoes, you're not going to know what I'm talking about with just the look in the eyes. I'm born and raised in this country, man. You know what I mean? And then it's like, you know, and you, I just was looking at this one guy's face and he's just like, this is Trump's America. And he's just looking at me dead in my eyes and I'm looking at him and I'm, I'm not feeling any raw emotion, but I felt emotion back at him. And it's just like, you know, that gets you nervous because you just don't know what these situations ever. It seems like every time something goes on right now, this things are getting more escalated as the civil unrest is just getting bigger and bigger. Like fucking november can't come soon enough and even when it comes it's still nerve-wracking because you don't know who's who's gonna wild out you know but uh you know we're just gonna do our part fucking you know to a point we're soft anyways man america's soft you don't want fucking civil war you don't want this bullshit but um you know we really got to fix a lot of our own shit man so that's like what I've been preaching from the jump, man. Just do it yourself, man. Do what you can in your community and be someone superhero, truly and honestly. Just you never know what the impact of that person is going to be, you know. So even when I was dealing with that guy, all I did was just smile and nod because you have no influence in my life. You have no influence in my emotion. You have no influence in my power and my judgment because you ain't shit to me and you won't be shit to me ever. 
know what I mean? So you ain't going to defer me from my path. You're not going to allow me to fall down to your bitch-ass level. You ain't going to f- allow me to show you what you want because I know who I am. You know what I mean? So fuck all that bullshit and do what you got to do for yourself and your community. And my community is everybody. You know, this ain't no... Uh, me against them type shit because i just look at him and his perceived judgments but i'm always gonna do what i gotta do for myself and my neighbors you know i mean i've i grew up around everybody latinos whites asians all these people and i'm gonna do what i gotta do for the people that give my respect to others i give my respect is mutual you know i mean you gotta give it back to get it you gotta get it to to give it back um but you know in times like this, man, just really understand, you know, even, and I'll end on this because, uh, it's something, it's my phone, it's over there, um, I wish I had it on my phone, I wish I had my phone with me right now, but, um, I'll leave on this, we gotta start, I gotta, I'll post it on my Mike Minded, uh, podcast page, but we gotta live more in our soul and not in our ego. Because I saw this thing that was talking about ego versus soul earlier in the week. And um, ego is just self-reliant, self-feeding, self-self-self. Ego, uh, soul is abundance, it's community, it's um, access, it's, uh, it's uh, positivity. It's like a spread even without acknowledgement, but just uh, positivity and spread. It was a bunch of different things, um, just community um feeling full by satisfying others just all these different things so i'll leave with this you know feed your soul not your ego and um be someone else's superhero man because you never know what change you're gonna enact in the next in the next in the next in the next because you know we're only here for a finite time man so why deal it with hate when you can just spread it with positivity man but uh you know it's the it's uh it's the way life it is so i think i'm good on that man i think i'm good on leaving the episode with that you know be someone else's su- superhero live in your soul not your ego you know be better man um i'll leave off of that you know i remember looking at that kobe commercial that just happened on his birthday and it's just be better be better be better be better if you be better truly and honestly you're gonna get better it's as simple as that um this has been another episode of the mike minded podcast i want to thank you guys for tuning in thank you guys for listening appreciate every single one of y'all love and appreciation to everybody peace